Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, I'm here. You are here. I am. Did you survive Christmas? I did. I I, uh, survived quite well. Um, I really, really had a great Christmas. Was it more of a Bing Crosby or a Clark Griswold? It's always always Frank Sinatra. (laughs) Oh, is that what it is? Always, always Frank. It's Frank. (laughs) Well, I was glad to get to spend a couple of hours with you the other day. I know it wasn't on Christmas, but we got to spend time, get the families together, and enjoyed that. Watching the uh, Tigers Cotton Bowl game, you know, it didn't turn out the way we wanted. No, but, but it was great. They played awesome. Yeah, I'm they still did. Proud of them. They yeah. did, and and you know, we've moved past Christmas now. I mean, not past the season. We're Catholic. We're in mm-hmm. the Christmas season, but past the day. And you know, a lot of people, if you start looking around town, you can see lights coming down. You can see a lot of these things. Uh, you know, people hurrying to to get rid of the signs of the season. Right, we're moving on to the next thing. We're getting ready for New Year's, and then 2020, and here we go. And and we've talked about this last year a little bit, you know, with with this is when the gym uh, registrations peak and all those yeah. things. It's just people. This season is a season for some that that means change, and it means you know move forward instead of what I believe you know Christ and in, in, in the Father intend is a change in our hearts. You know, we talked before. You know, the last couple of weeks we stuck in the one with Bill Donahue last week about gift because we were off for Christmas and you know that was a great episode we wanted to share, but. You know, the couple before that, we talked about truth, that this season was a call to to prepare for the coming of the Lord, which we said was the coming of the truth. And then why don't we live the truth is because we make excuses, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's why we don't live truth, because we, we make excuses for ourselves. Well, why do we make excuses? The truth is because a lot of us, we're afraid of change. Like, I know I am. Most human beings are. We get comfortable. We, we, we like where we are, whether it means in our job or where we live or the city we live in or or you know fam- things with family but we we get comfortable and anytime you hear the word change you just immediately like the hair on your neck stands up you get all alert your body tenses up and you're like what's changing what what where 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 yeah you know and and it's even you, you see it around the holiday season when you know everybody's been doing their own family thing and then they get married and then it's well are we going to your house on thanksgiving or christmas you're like, what do you mean we're going to both no you're not i have a family too you know and it's mm-hmm. it's, it's change causes a lot of problems so people are are very fearful of it. I know I have been in my life. And, and the thing is, you know, things change because God has a plan and it doesn't always go in accord with our plan. So that's what I want to talk about a little bit today is just this, this change and look at it in a biblical sense and, and, you know, some stories from the Bible and some verses, but, but also just to talk about this human part of the fear of change and just how it affects us all and, and the struggles we have with it. Well, it's, it's difficult because like you said, you, when you're used to routine, you're, you look forward to that routine because mm-hmm. at least you have something to expect what, what's going to come next. But when you're not, you know, you're, you're out of sync or something's going on and you're left like a, a, a curveball comes your way, you know, you kind of get a little discombobulated, you know, you get frazzled. And so um, I think a lot of us in a sense of, of when it comes to improving ourselves, mm-hmm. it's, it's the hardest thing to do, especially, you know, like you said, New Year's Day is a, everyone wants to, you know, lose 20 pounds, you know, sure. and have a physique that they've always wanted. And somehow with it, we can do that, you know, without putting work into it. And it's the same thing with their spiritual set. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to make the, the, our, our ideas of, 
of what we need to do better in our spiritual s- sector of ourselves. Yeah. You know, uh, we talk about it all the time. You know, be a good father, be a better spouse, and and uh, be a better friend. Uh, you know, son, daughter, and um, what does that entail? That entails making changes of ourselves that we may not, might like ourselves. Right, and, and it's you know I don't think much has changed for me on the fitness end. I'm still going to be rocking this dad bod into into 2020. Right. But but uh, you know there there's the the Bible speaks to this. You know in in Ephesians three one. You know it says there's an appointed time for everything and a time for every affair under heaven. And you know it's the season for change. And you know we're all familiar with that string of verses there where it talks. You know it's a time for birth, a time for death, a time for all of these different things. So the Bible is telling us there's there's an appointed time for these changes in our life. Like there's going to come a time where God, you know, the, God's plan veers off a little bit from yours, and and we have to be prepared for that. And you know, one of the examples that really brought this to the forefront of my mind is I was thinking, what are we going to do when we get back? Was the readings last Thursday and Friday? You know, the the one last Thursday, it was the Thursday before Christmas, was um, when the angel Gabriel appeared to Joseph, and then the next day was obviously when he appeared to Mary. And, you know, it got me to thinking both of them probably had a plan, right? Well, Joseph had found out that Mary was pregnant. So his plan was, I'm going to quietly divorce her. I don't want to embarrass her. I don't want to bring shame to her, but I'm going to get rid of her. Like, this, is, this isn't this is part of the plan I had. I wanted to have a family and a bunch of kids and, you know, make them to be carpenters, whatever was going through his head, you know, have a bunch of people in the family business. And now all of a sudden, that's not happening. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting rid of this. But then what happens? Gabriel shows up and says, whoa, 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 like, no, that's not the plan. That's your plan. But that's not the plan that's going to take place. You know, and he starts off by saying, do not be afraid, Joseph. Your prayers, he says, do not be afraid. Your prayers have been answered. And so he starts off by, by saying, don't fear. Like there's a change coming. Yes. And it isn't in line with what you wanted, but yet it's the right plan. It's, it's the plan you need to move forward in your life. So you move forward to the next day and, and he appears to Mary. Same thing. I'm sure Mary probably had in her mind, I'm getting married and we're going to have this family and we're going to live here and it's going to be like this. And then wham, Gabriel shows up and goes, no, you're going to, you're going to carry the son of God. Mm -hmm. That's what you're going to do. Right. And of course, Mary, we all know, gave her fiat, immediate yes and all those things. But he said to her too, be not afraid, you know, and and it's just funny to me that, that the angel of the Lord, God's messenger prefaced all of that. Well, don't be afraid. Like change, I know it's scary, and I know this isn't what you thought was going to happen, and this isn't the life maybe you thought you were signing up for. But if you give it time and you trust it, and you believe in, in God's, you know, knowledge and, and willing the good for you in your life, then this is going to turn out spectacular. This is going to be something good in your life, and I think that's what it boils down to. Is is a lot of times when we hear change, we think, okay, well, this is not going to be good for me. I'm going to lose control. This is no. I don't have my hands on this anymore. I have no idea where I'm going. Instead of a, a you know, a self-assured, comfortable place, now I'm in this place of I'm putting my hands up in front of me because I don't know when I'm going to hit a wall. You know, this is this has destroyed everything that I was looking forward to. So, you know, it really made me think about like the key to that change in Mary and Joseph's life was first their yes and their trust, saying, okay, this is this is God. Now we are not all going to have, you know, a, a being come down. <laughs> And, and it you would know, be nice yeah, to make those hard decisions. And say, this yeah. is what you're going to do, and this is right. how to do it. But God gives us subtle clues along the way, you know, through our interactions with others, through through the daily readings. You know, there's been so many things, and there's been some changes in my life. I won't get on, in, into them on here because they're not all solidified yet. But there's some things that, that I'm going to be doing differently than I've been doing. And I don't have any assurances that any of it's going to work. But what I do know is I'm going to follow the, the model of Mary and Joseph that – 
I'm just going to say yes, Lord, to what I believe is is what he's trying to say to me and then trust and move forward. And that doesn't mean that I'm not choked out by fear every other five minutes, but I still just say, Lord, I, I trust in you, Lord, I trust in you and I move forward. And that's where we've got to be with every change in our life. Yeah. Um, going back to what you were saying about, you know, Joseph and Mary, you know, you, you got to think that they compare notes. <laughs> like, hey, uh, I had like this angel come to me. Did you, is this, you know, he said something about this. She was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I had the same experience. Yeah. So, I mean, because you, you, you could think about it. Like, what would, how would she react when you say, oh, by the way, we got to get out. Y'all know you just had a baby. We got to leave right now. We yeah. got, I, I got a dream. We got to go. I mean, yeah. he was, they say he was such a, like, uh, uh, honest man or you know he was just what, what was the word they use him in scriptures kind of he was, was a, he was a just, righteous righteous man, man yeah. which means that he was he was very obedient to god mm-hmm. you know i mean he was and and he from being a bachelor for how we don't know how long to being a married man you know mm-hmm. and, and being able to have a family all of a sudden and to, to his whole life changed for the better you know he probably just saw that you know yeah. his whole life changed with christ and with mary and and all he wanted to do is protect them and so his whole life changed to be a protector of, of, the, of Mary and Jesus. And, but yet he did, you know, he changed for the better, and that's what we need to do too, you know? We well, always have that struggle of, is this a good change or bad change that we spend too much time thinking about rather than just saying yes? Well, we, we have a natural proclivity to, to look at change as negative always, right? Like this is, this is going to be bad for me. Like that's the thing that flies through your head almost yeah. immediately. Like, Yeah, why now? Everything's going good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And even if your things are going bad, you still think like all of a sudden things that you thought were bad a minute ago, now you hear change and you think, oh gosh, and now they suddenly seem good, but they, they never were. But the thing is, the truth is, change is where the rubber meets the road with our faith. Right, like it's easy to say I trust God. It's easy to say I believe the Lord wants the best for me, until you're faced with having to to truly live that out in your life. And right now, you know, in my life, I'm in a position to have to do that, and I have to constantly remind myself, like, man, you've been preaching these messages for three years about all this stuff, and now it's your turn to live it. You know, and and so now you've got to put all these things that you told everybody else into practice in your own life, and and. But that's, I believe that's why God does, allows this to happen too. These changes, you know, are, are, are also tests for our faith, right? Like, do you believe in what you say you believe in? Because if you really believe that I, that I have the best for you in mind, that my plan has been solid since, since I've ever first thought of a Victor or a John or a Jeff or whatever, then now's the time that you have to show your belief in me. You have to, you have to go along with the plan and and yeah, you might have a blindfold on, mm-hmm. but that's the point of your faith. That's yeah. that's the point of believing and, and doing what you say you believe in, and living it out. And God gives us these opportunities, I think, to really grow in our faith. And and the way I look at this one, I'm gonna I'm gonna be going through is, man, if I come out the other side and I do what He's asked me to do, man, look at like my faith is going to skyrocket, you know, or it should because, you know, if it leads us to a good place, which I have to believe it will, then then. Then man, like God is taking care of me through through things when I was scared and I had to abandon everything. Because that's the other thing, is men, we gotta be the protectors, right? We gotta know what's happening. We've got to be in charge and I gotta be able to look at my wife and tell her, This is it's gonna be this, 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 and this, we're gonna be okay. But when you don't know that yourself, 
this is an opportunity for me and my wife to go through this together or or somebody else that's going through some sort of change to go through it with your partner and say like we're going to we're going to be what we're supposed to be a family sure. and we're going to face this head on and we're going to trust in our God and put him first the way that we say we we always have now we get a chance to live that in our life well you're strong when you're shared faith with your spouse and your strength on your own as yeah. you know that i mean Christy makes me a better man as well as Angela makes you a better man. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it is. I mean, that's the the whole concept of what marriage is about. And, like, that's awesome that, you know, when, when we're going through together, you know, and we, we, we fully are vulnerable with our, our spouse and we say, I need your help. You pray for me. I'll pray for you. And we'll get through this together, you know, because finance is a big thing for a lot of people. Sure. You know, you kind of wonder how are we going to make it? You know, we got kids going off, graduating high school, going to college, or just the little things about paying bills. I mean, not to say that we're, we're putting God as like a, a trust, a fidelity trust, a mm-hmm. bank or anything. But if you're doing what he's asking you to do, you know, you don't want to worry about it, consume it. It will happen. Right. Things will take care of itself, but you still have to put work into it. By by being laborious in the, in the field, right, you know? and and that's and it's happened to all kind of people through scriptures. I mean, you look at Peter. Peter was approached by Jesus and had to leave what he'd done all his life. You know, he even says, "Get away from me, Lord! I'm a sinful man." Mm-hmm. And yet he follows him. And what did what kind of fear did he have to have in his life or in his mind when he's going, "This is all I've ever known how to do. I don't know how to do anything but fish." Now this guy shows up and he wants me to go catch men. What does that even mean? Like, but yet he trusted and he followed. I mean, the same thing with, you know, you look at Moses. He goes from advisor to Pharaoh to leader of the Israelites. The, you know, um, some of the other ones, David, from a shepherd boy to a king. Uh, you know, the rich man that we hear about in the gospel. You know, he, he feared giving up all his things. He feared change. Like Jesus says, give up all your stuff and follow me. But he couldn't, he feared change so much that he didn't change. And you know, so we have, we have all these examples in, in, in the scriptures that we can look at. But the thing is, like, the fact we need to look at is when we signed up to be a Christian, like whether, you know, being Catholic, when you were confirmed, you know, when you came of age and said, is this the decision you're making on your own? We, we signed up for change, that we're going to be different from that moment forward in our life. That, that, so we shouldn't be, uh, change shouldn't be something that scares us. Because when, when the Lord came in our lives, he says, you know, this is the way you got to live. This is how you're going to be a better person. And if we've agreed to that and lived that out, then change, we should look at it as this is a gift from the Lord. This is a blessing. This is an opportunity for me to grow, to, you know, to leave things behind it. You know, I found a quote from a, a lady. I don't know what she does or who she is. But her name's Mandy Hale. Thank you, Google. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it says we'll, find, we'll research later. Yeah, hopefully yeah. she's not like an atheist or anything. <laughs> but it says change is painful, but nothing is as painful as staying stuck somewhere you don't belong. And I think that's what God is, he allows us to go through these changes because he knows that maybe we're in a rut or maybe we're in a place that, that our gifting that he's given us isn't, isn't uh, fully used or there's some other thing that, that this is a domino in the next domino of his plan. Right. You know, so I, I think there's, when I read that quote, I was like, wow, like that's, that's the way to look at it. We always think that we're going to somewhere we don't belong, but maybe God is moving us from someplace we don't belong. Well, I have another quote. I, one of my favorites, Will, <laughs> Will Rogers. Who doesn't like Will Rogers? But, um, of course, I may butcher it because it's not in front of me, but he said something about nothing wrong will be on the right track, but if you don't move, you're going to get hit eventually. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, like, you you got you to gotta make the momentum to change, to do something new, mm-hmm. um, but to still live and the righteous, you know, virtuous uh, self. Right. So, well, and it's right. You've got to be open to the thing and realize that, yes, with change, things are going to be difficult. Things are going to be harder. 
but they're always harder before things get easier, right? You start a new job, you got to learn a bunch of stuff and you're fretting about it. But then all of a sudden you're a couple of weeks on the job and, and you forgot about all that because you get the hang of it and you move forward and, and it turns out to be a blessing. You just left a job and went to another job and you've had to go through those things. Mm-hmm. Like even though you're in the same line of work, everybody does stuff differently. So you have to learn these people and how they do it and what they want and how they want right. it. And yet you find yourself in a better place. Sure. Right. You're happier. You've told me that I'm happier. I, I've got the stresses off of me. I, I, I'm enjoying my job again. All of those things. And, and, you know, and that's what God invites us into with this change. And the thing is, we have to begin to trust and ignore the fear that comes with the change. That That's the biggest step is, is, is to say, you know what? The devil loves comfort. And so when he hears change, especially if it's something that's, that's preordained by God in a plan, that's the last thing he wants, right? He wants us to stay in this place of, of comfortability with, with our, you know, how we're engaging in sure, our faith. You're not, or not engaging. you're not yeah. a threat at all to him. Right. Yeah. You're comfortable. You're, you're right. not moving much, right? right? That's, that's pretty much the, the meaning of comfort. Like mm-hmm. I'm fine where I am. And so change is, is something the devil hates. So that's why you feel that fear, that stinging fear of, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And, and God doesn't want the best for me. Why is God doing this to me? Why? You know, we always go to blaming God about why things are happening and why bad things are coming. You know, we always we're always so thankful for the good things, but we blame Him when <laughs> when right. the hard things come on. And, and and the truth is, it's just God's way of moving us out of that comfort, like we've talked about. And so we have to keep that in mind that yes, there's going to be that fear, but that's the opportunity then to really exercise, to spiritually work out, to hit my knees and say, okay, God, like. I don't know where this came from, or I was expecting a slider and you threw a curveball, and you know, but but uh, I'm going to stand here at the plate and keep swinging, like you know, just guide me and give those things. So, you know, one of the things that that has helped me is you know is just to stop and say, God, you got this, right? Like I trust in you. Like I know that you will the good in my life. That you you wouldn't have sent your son to die for me if you wanted bad things to happen to me. You wouldn't have done that. You would have just not sent Jesus because we would have been you know, flopping around our own misery and died in a death of sin and all these other things. But you love me enough to give your only son. And so every time change comes in my life, and I feel scared. I should have automatically think to that and go, look what he did for me already. Right. And now I'm not going to trust him for this one little thing because I'm changing a job or somebody in my family passed away or, or something else in my life happened. And that's not going to break my trust because what else can he do to show me how much he loves me right? and how much he wants my good. He gave the one thing he loved more than anything in this world for me. And so we have to go there and remember this and think I've got to trust, even though it's hard and I don't have something in front of me and there's no whiteboard with, with, you know, step one through 30 for my next, you know, 10 years written down for me. But I have to trust that he's, that his, this is all part of the design that has been before I was ever even breathed into existence, you know, that this was his plan for my life and I have to follow it. And that's that's the hardest part. But if you can get to that part, then it's it's just like we said, believing that God wills the good for us, and then prayer. You know, going to Him. Part of that relationship with God is is like yes, you trust, but you don't you don't walk around blindly without asking questions. You know, we have to go into prayer and really say, Lord, what are you doing with this? Where do you want me to feel? What are what am I feeling inside? Like what are the what are the things that I think this is what you want me to do? And if I feel a a negative emotion about that, is that from you? Is that from the evil one, you know, and really start to pray and discern, really start to think about God, what are you saying to me? What are these steps? What are you laying out in front of me? Looking around you for signs 
and saying like, Lord, what is, what does this change? What do you want me to do with this? And, and, and what is my part to play in it? We can't just walk around with blinders on and, and, and just say, I'm going to bump into everything until I find the right thing. We really have to actively search and, and request his will in our life and open up that conversation and then discern from that with our families and with, with our loved ones and our trusted spiritual advisors and our priests and our deacons and everybody else that you're in a relationship with is this is what the Lord seems to be putting in front of me. Sure. Whether it's, it's something in ministry or whether it's, it's, you know, I feel like I'm supposed to move here for some reason. Well, what you said is we are led by the Holy Spirit. We don't right. lead the Holy Spirit. The right. Holy Spirit doesn't follow us. We follow, we're supposed to follow the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. because he's making a way, a path for us to follow. Yeah. I mean, it's, got, I don't know, it's like a machete going, all right, follow me. Come on, you're doing great. Sure. No one really goes down this path anymore, but I'm going to clear it for you because I'm making things happen for you. I just wish he had you like know? a stick with like a Reese's Christmas tree peanut there. butter cup thing hanging from it. Come I, the big... <laughs> I would go over that thing was lead. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> I've had my fill of those over the last last couple of weeks but but no i mean you're exactly right and and then you have to once you've discerned and you've prayed and you've, you've talked to the people in your life that you trust including god then you have to follow courageously right we've talked about that before about about you know competing well for the faith and in in uh persevering and really just saying all right lord like this is the best i can discern what you want in my life and so i'm going to throw myself into it and i'm going to follow you courageously when it gets hard when i when those fears and doubts come when you know, I had a boss that used to say when he laid it in, in bed at night, you know, he'd wake up at two in the morning and that's when the demons came, like mm-hmm. all the, the work stuff and the worries and the anxieties. And so those are going to come like, that's just part of it. Like they're the, uh, doing something that is unsure or unknown, but that's the beauty of trusting in the Lord. And, and that's where you're really flexing that muscle and building that spiritual muscle in the belief and in, in following God and the trust. So we've got to follow courageously. And then we got to do what the Bible tells us over and over again. Have faith that it's going to turn out all right. That it's not you're not going to wind up in out of house and home or without a job or or you know in some other place. Whatever your situation is, but to just trust and have faith in the Lord that 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 there is that He has a plan and it's good. Mm-hmm. You know what we've said over and over again. So and that's you know there's a verse in in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven which is one of my favorite ones. He says, "For I know well the plans I have in mind for you." plans for your welfare and not for woe so as to give you a future of hope and that's that has always been one of my favorite verses because it's you know it's one of those seeds that god planted all throughout scriptures that if you're reading and you're spending time in the word which we've talked about so many times on here that how important that is to our spiritual life that you can find these nuggets where god seems to be whispering and it's so beautiful like i've had so many of those over the past week and a half i mean it's been rough we've had all three of our kids have the flu. My dad had a knee replacement. We were out of the city for Christmas. There was just all of these things. And, and there's some other things that I, I can't really talk about right now. But the beauty of it is just in this, is in this just just finding these nuggets and going, wow, God, thank you for like breathing that into me right now in this moment. Like you're always a good father and you're always looking over me. And, and it's, it's, you've got all these people to care for, but it's like you have your finger on the pulse of me all the time. And that's the beauty of the gift of the scriptures. And, and, and we've talked about that, that a thousand times is that we need to be spending time in that because God wants to give you those reassurances through that, through the mass, you know, yesterday or whatever it was today, two, Monday, yesterday, Sunday, um, you know, the homily from our pastor was all about the same subject. We'd already planned to do this and here it is on change. And, and it just reassurances all the time 
that God's whispering from every angle. And so we have to have to take a, a phrase from, you know, an ex-Grizzly, Memphis Grizzly player, Tony Allen. We have to have our antennas up all the time mm-hmm. and be open to the spirit and always be watching and never laying our guard down because God is constantly sending us these messages and these these little pathways, you know, this the next step. He's never going to show you a path of footprints. Usually not not in my experience, but he shows you enough light to see that next footprint. And that's all he's asking you to do is take that next step. Trust me, there'll be another light come on on your left foot, and then you'll be one come on your right foot, and then there'll be, and we're going to get to where we're going together. But you got to trust me. Well, I like what you use the scripture from Jeremiah. As you said future of hope. Mm-hmm. I think we definitely have a tendency not to always say that to ourselves, like our pep talk, because we we're, we allow, like you said, anxiousness and and doubt and worry not on not on faith, but on our, in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, because we, we took the attention off of the Holy Spirit and put it on, on ourselves. Like, we could do everything on our own. You know, for some reason, we think that it, we can do it all ourselves. Yeah. And we can't. Listen, people, we can't do it on our own. Yeah, you you know? got to change. You got to change. <laughs> and you have to let the Holy Spirit lead you. And that, that may be frustrating for a lot of people who are so used to being in control of their lives and making things happen because they have the power or the influence to do that. Sure. But when that influence goes and that power disappears you're going to have to rely on something stronger than you. Yeah. And as you were saying the whole time, you got to change to, to meet where God wants you to be. Well, and that's the thing. And, and, the, and the end reward for this is peace. Yes. Right? Definitely. Like that's what Christ wants for our life. That's why he came to bring you peace. Peace be with you. It's the first thing he said to the disciples when he reappeared, right? That's what they God and Jesus want for us. And so if we can just fight off this fear fight off the things that scare us about change and allow it to happen in our life and trust in him, then he's going to bring us this peace. And so today, it's just it's such a blessing to be able to talk about this because I know it's something I've struggled in my life with. I know you have, other people, everybody has. This is one of those things that, you know, if you say you hadn't, then you probably need to evaluate wow. yeah, I wouldn't, I'm not, the truth your in story. your life. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Or you're the luckiest guy yeah, in the yeah. world. But, just fun, baby. But yeah. honestly, just remember that change is inevitable. It's a part of our life. Yeah. It's something that's going to come forward in all of us. And here's another verse from Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. On your own intelligence, do not rely. In all your ways, be mindful of him, and he will make straight your paths. Mm. So we got to get out of our own heads what we think we need to be doing in our own plan in our life and make room for his. Trust in it, believe in it, have faith in it, pray about it, discern, and he'll walk forward and, and take us to where we need to go in our life. Yeah. So you know, for anybody out there that's struggling with it, give it up. Give it to God. Let him handle it and do the things we've talked about on here. And, and I promise you, you know, if you surround yourself with others that, that care for you, then you're going to find a way out of it. And you're going to find that change has been a good thing that God planned for you the whole time. So, Victor, I hear that music. And as we go to here to pray, guys, just, just keep in mind that, that God knows better than every one of us and that he wills your good. And all you have to do and trust in that. So in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, if we are being honest with ourselves, no one really likes change. The fear of losing control or not being in charge of your life can be a scary thing. Help us to remember that you have a plan and it will always be a better one than our own. And Father, when the fear of the unknown comes, remind us to trust in your love for us and to not be afraid. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com. Or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.